Hey, welcome to another Corner Conversation on the book of 1 John. Uh, today we are continuing on with chapter 2 as we come to a section of encouragement for people on their spiritual, spiritual, spiritual journey. Hey! It is Rich, Greg, Rachel, and I, Scott, here. Sometimes I forget that we... Because oh, if you don't watch the video, you go, who are these people? Yeah. So fun. here we are. It is good to see you. We're, we're all together. I don't know if it feels like it's been a while. Like there's been somebody gone for a while. It's been a last. It's been a month. Yeah. It's, oh, been, a, it's been a week. It's been a week. It's, it's been a week. It's been a month of a week already. Yeah. yeah. It has been a month of a week. Oof. Which is, we uh, yeah. I'm not saying that it should be surprising, but. Isn't it always kind of a month of the week? This I don't know if it does it feel unusual right now? This week? Yeah. Uh yeah. From the actually probably the week and a half. From the moment that Greg and Kelsey left. Mm. It has felt like they're months. back. They're back. It's great. Mm. Yeah. You're back. I I was telling Amber last night that uh it is difficult to be gone and then come back into a week like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whiplash. You're just like, oh, okay. It's yeah. just chills. Well, well it's like, on the right side, I think we did a pretty good job of you not knowing any of the things until you got back. <laughs> Is that helpful? I don't know. Or are you just like, whoa? I don't know if that's necessarily good. <laughs> it was a little shocked at the somewhere. Well, I, I mean, it really, it, I mean, Jack, Jack, Jeepers, I have, oh, I'm having an injury. <laughs> um, but diving into um, all that where we're going to first John is that with everything busy seasons work, all those things takes quite a bit of preparation. And like when you go, if you're out of town and you jump right back into a lot of things, the thing that you're not missing anything, but you're missing that internal thought process preparation. If you get yeah. separated, that's a thing for me. Yeah. That's actually part of the cost of when, if I am like trying to step away or take some time off it's i can it's hard for me to step back from that internal processing as well that takes a lot more time or some pushing things back farther because they're like i'm not here right now or not working on things right now externally <laughs> yeah and i think it's too there's a uh, a scale aspect to it i think like when there was when the team was smaller yeah, it's easy to be like, I know when I get back, I know this is what's happening because I know this is like what Scott's doing and this is what I've delayed versus like now there's so many more moving pieces that you get back and you're like, uh, how can I, what can I, I don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many moving parts. It's hard to keep track of all the things. Yeah. Yeah. And again, not as a hard pivot in it, but in First John is it's giving direction because what's happening in and through people, what's happening in this church and what in turn happens in us really does matter. It's not, you know, first drawn can be a, this week is kind of an, an encouraging moment, but can be a pretty intense letter. And is it, you know, if you have an intense confrontational conversation or an intense conversation that doesn't have any purpose, I just did that because I thought it would be fun. <laughs> that That's kind of painful, but, uh, this this is being written because 
the process of where they are and where they're going really does matter. And uh, missing a chunk of time, this isn't about vacation. This is just like if you wander away, it has long-term impact. And uh, so it's First John chapter 2 is starting out at the beginning. So it's like, listen, I'm writing you this because the goal is that you're not sinning at all and things are just perfect. But we also do have grace through Jesus, who is our advocate and our sacrifice. And so those things together. Mm-hmm. And uh, so why is there? Why is it important to have the expectation of walking, getting it right, but also the expectation that there's grace when we don't? It's because it, it actually, fortunately and unfortunately, where we are and what we're doing matters. And so today we come into the, there's, it uses basically three simple seasons of life or spiritual mm-hmm. journey. And uh, always one thing, it's, we're not actually going to be talking about it. Well, maybe you are on something, but like, uh, do you, like, what do you guys remember from different seasons of your spiritual journey? Uh, I remember in, I suppose it would be, maybe it's everybody in college. Ooh, I should, we can edit that out. <laughs> But I definitely remember in college when I had in my spiritual journey, and it trickled into aspects of me. Man, I had it all figured out. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have any of those moments? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. No. The 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 arrogance. I I, I definitely had an arrogant leadership and ministry, I think. Mm-hmm. That was slowly burned out of me mm-hmm. by life itself. Yeah, no, that's that's mm-hmm. a that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Interesting. He's <laughs> <laughs> like we're all stuck on that college moment. Yeah. Oof. I think I broke in college. Like not in a I feel like all of the things that I didn't all the things I thought I knew probably in high school and junior high, things like that. I feel like around college to mid twenties, that all kind of broke in me. I don't think I, I think I, by the end of that, I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm a hot mess. And I thought I didn't think I was. So. I, I felt like just again, it's spiritual journey things. I thought, Man, it is so disappointing how poor people know scripture all around me. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably alive. <laughs> yes. You didn't feel any of those things? Were you not confident in college? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Maybe you know, it all came later in life. So early on, I had a realization that the people that knew or acted like they knew what they were talking about didn't actually know what they were talking about and so i i don't i tried never to like especially when it comes to when it comes to like copies and stuff it's one thing but when it comes to like the spiritual journey it's someone else's relationship with god how who am i to say what it should look like and what that process looks like, especially this process. So I feel like early on, I latched to my idea and I had a realization when I had, when I was forced to meet people who 
the really good people that my church would say were not good people because of lifestyle stuff and try to reconcile those things mm. early on in college kind of messed messed me up so i don't think i ever and i didn't as part of the reason i didn't do any like really in-depth theological classes mm. so i was annoyed i mean i went to college i went college during the era of driscoll mark driscoll yeah and, mm. think, and not just in that era but in that in geography yeah and so i think that like seeing that arrogance firsthandly affected the way that i mm. approached theology mm. I think uh, now that I've had a mini Instapot crockpot moment <laughs> since the beginning of Scott asking this question, the thing that I look back on and realize is that I didn't have agency to tell, to speak into people's lives mm -hmm. because I didn't have a relationship with them, but I did anyway. Yeah. And that was my, that was my oh, not growth. We can point. add that up too. No, that's, <laughs> that's the growth thing is now, yeah. I think that was my young and dumb. Because now I, I look back and I go, oh, crap. Like I need to, I need to build a relationship with mm -hmm. people because that's where the, yeah, and that's you know, Greg's presence over time is an important thing. So, yeah. I like somebody quoted this like a couple weeks ago. Um, if you, if you don't lead in humility, you will be humbled. And I was, I've just been thinking about that over and over again, just in different positions in life. Like if you, when you're leading and you feel like you have to have it all figured out, or you do have it all figured out or whatever, like inevitably you're going to be humbled and it's not going to be a fun moment. Yeah. Yeah. I think when <laughs> Rich, Rich and I were uh, a week ago, when we were talking, talking through this. And it was or earlier in the week, but uh, I, I think it's very easy to gravitate towards the, when people are in different places in the journey, some of, at least for me to go, and it's so easy to have disdain or look down upon people that are in other places in it, in their journey, spiritual journey. They're so immature or they think they have it all figured out. Or why are they? Why do they think they have an answer for me? All that, like, it's easy to have that. But here, the author of First John, uh, he doesn't, he's not pitting them against each other. In fact, he doesn't even assume, even though we see in the context of this letter, there was disdain of others, mm -hmm. hate of others. But uh, here in this, it's like this excerpt, this poetic moment, he's going, listen, I'm writing you new believers. And let me encourage you. I'm writing you people that have believed for a long time. You've known the realities of God forever. And I want to hate, encourage you. I'm writing you to encourage you. And those of you that are in the thick of it, you're not new and you're not old. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I, I want to encourage you. And uh, I think um, being a thing that can be really hurtful in the spiritual journey is it's not, it's not just not moving forward. It's actually despising where you're at. Those are very different things. Because I do want to grow and mature, but I also see that there is, if, I'm, if I despise or look down upon where I'm at, we're missing something too. I'm a big nerd and everyone knows it. But I, in one of my favorite high fantasy book series, 
Uh, one of the ideals that is spoken over and over is journey before destination. And I love it in the book series, but I also love it in just life and spiritual journey and everything is if you only focus on the destination, then you do have disdain for the journey. But if you're focusing on the journey, then you can look and go, man, I'm in it. Like, and there's all, it's, it's there and it's important and it's growing. And yeah. Like it's important. So beginning of the journey, end of the journey, middle of the journey, it's still. And I think this is, Ooh, I don't, I don't even like to say this, but I feel like if I despise, if I would despise a moment that I'm in the journey where I'm at, that's how can I embrace somebody else and their spark on the journey mm -hmm. yeah which is yeah i think too that perspective can lend itself to a selfless versus selfish mentality like if yeah. you like if i want if my goal is to be the best christian that can lead us to a place of <laughs> you're doing you're doing fake things out of selfish like it's about me Mm -hmm. versus like i want to be a better christian that can yeah. the path to that is selfless and so it's how you perceive the perceive the journey or destination yeah that matters so we're gonna i don't want to give a bunch of time in the north of this week to just in the beginning here talk about you know our calling is not to be a great church in our neighborhood the north loop neighborhood does not need a great 501c3 gathering on Sunday to fix any problems or change any things. And the, our calling to be multiple corner churches, to be within walking distance, is not so that there would be more people in this room. The, the goal is that it's the selfless of people being the body of Christ in community. People in process everywhere. It's just like that, that just changes the world. That can you know, it is people being at the the school meeting. Yeah, it's people are not listening to neighbors. It's it's you know, it's not a oh, we've got an organization that can fix everything. God is going. Mm, I'm pretty sure you know we us the, the we are the organization, and uh, there's value in in the entity. There's so much value in gathering, but it, the gathering is not the means to the end. It's having more gatherings is not it. It's, it's us being, being the church in our local. And, and the church in the local is made up of people that are all over the journey. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Greg, you're always so good at, you know, talking about like directional. But when you take a group of people together, it's not linear. It's like, it's, it's not even, uh, it's not even 2D. And for many, it's 3D. It's all of this. Yeah. I mean, the going back to like the arrogance of Christian leaders, I think a lot of that stems from the, I figured it out and you have to emulate me. Yeah. Uh, and so that makes it seem like there's like one path. And reality is, is there is one path, but Jesus is the, is the path. And it's a much more broad perspective than any one person's experience of towards mm -hmm. Jesus. And so trying to think of like directional in that perspective is like 
Okay. It's kind of broken. And I, the, that's why I like, like, obviously this is audio and video. You can't show it, but like, I, I like so much value that perspective of like Jesus being the center center and we're all scattered around and we're all trying to go towards it. And so my path wasn't necessarily like your path because I'm coming at it from a different yeah. experience and perspective and different reality. And so are you. And so like the goal of the church should be to like recognize when people are taking those steps towards Christ. And that requires us to understand for people that have very different life experiences than us. And and the way to do that is by getting to know this. The knowledge the knowledge brings in that compassion. But the other thing that I was gonna say is all of our paths are uh, the style of path is different at different points of life for everyone. So like in college, some people's paths might be paved real easy, smooth. And later on in life it might be that pitted, rocky terrible path that's hard to go through so that's where we can't we can't just look and go well here's what i learned in college and this is my experience and your experience should be that way too because it just doesn't work like that because our like it's it's just really interesting to think that the path is the same but different yeah it, it seeing jesus as like gravitational mm-hmm. as opposed to like, but, it's like the those big funnels where you put the quarter in or the penny yeah. and then just goes, but and it every single one of them goes a little bit differently. Oh, wow. yeah. I think the usually the error people make is they put themselves at the center. Yeah, like the selfish perspective is like yeah. I'm the center and I'm going towards Christ, which is usually up in that perspective, like right. And so, in order to go there, people have to come to you. In your methods and ideologies yeah. and philosophies of life, in order to build, yeah, and Jesus is the same. So, so that again, I think I, my hope, my faith is that this is a beautiful moment. But like the John, the author of John here, or John has like this. It's almost like an interlude in here. Says, "Okay, hang on a second, uh, new believers." Believers forever, followers of the way forever, you know, those that are in the thick of it. Um, let me, I'm going to tell you something that you know, but just hear an encouragement. And you know, we're going to ask, you know, which of these encouragements do you need to hear? But then one step farther, because this is, again, this is the body of Christ in action. This is the taking from, uh, it's taking the learning process to the point of creation is that going, all right, so what? What encouragement do you need to hear? And unfortunately, we have to take some responsibility in that. And two, what in the, our local, what are some of the encouragements that people in our local need to hear? And again, going back to the whole premise of First John is that it really matters. You responding to the reality of God and his interaction with you really does matter. And, uh, and so that it matters in how you, not just how you are built up and encouraged, but also how you're building up and encouraging others. Because the people that were hearing these this initial letter, the thing that they were really good at is hating those that weren't them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. so it'll be a challenge again. So so when I think, you know, what what do people of my world actually what what is an encouragement to them? Ooh, and it goes back to what you said. Is that I think it's so easy to go, 
well, all these people that I don't know in my community, you know what they need to hear? Well, what about the people in my community that I do know? Mm. Knowing relationship gives you opportunity to encourage. Uh-huh. That's good. That's good. It's good. It's good. Rich, you got to wrap up. Oh, oh man. I, so last night at Theology Thursday, we talked about spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. And this was a, uh, a takeaway of the night is as we're on our journey, there's the helper, you know, and we talked about an advocate. We talked about Christ as the advocate and then the Holy Spirit as the advocate. Um but then it was, it's a partnership. Like you cannot just rely on the Holy Spirit to do the things. It's the Holy Spirit is a partnership with you. It's God and you mm. doing the stuff. Um, and I think as we kind of look at this, as we look at the journey, as we look at relationship, as we look at wherever we're at in spiritual journey, like God is trusting us to do things, but not on our own. He's saying, hey, guess what? You've got this. You can do it. And here's help. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that is that is so incredible because like when you're on that broken path and you're going, I don't know where to go. But you're not by yourself. Yeah. And that's important. All the paths. All the paths. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Thanks. We'll see you guys next week. See you.